following is a production of Word Alive Creative Arts. Welcome to the podcast of Word Alive International Outreach in Oxford, Alabama, an apostolic center for transformation and freedom. We pray today that you will be blessed and strengthened by this powerful message. Uh, Jill, stand up. This is Jill Robson from Transform Our World, Ed Silvoso's ministry. She's here on a site visit. We're going to be hosting November 11th, 12th, 13th, and 14th, the Global Transform Our World Conference here. And we'll be telling you more about that. It'll be transformational agents coming from around the globe to uh, talk about all that God's doing and to receive instruction so you and I can continue to walk in our purpose and our destiny as God is calling us to in this season in a significant way. Amen. We bless everybody online today. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you guys so much for spreading out and coming to do two different services. And uh, I guess we could go home now. I mean, it's been pretty blessed. But I do have a word I want to put into you real quick. Is that all right? Last week we talked about a prevailing anointing. Somebody just look at somebody without touching them and say, I'm going to prevail. Tell them, I'm going to prevail. Look at them with faith and say, I'm going to prevail. Matthew 16, 18 says, I will say unto you that you are Peter on this rock. I will build my church or ecclesia and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. And I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. And whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. We got to get a revelation right now about what the ecclesia actually is. The ecclesia is not just a place where we gather in a building to experience personal transformation and go and live our lives. We're actually an agent from heaven, ecclesia in the earth, to be in the earth to bring transformation by dealing with our issues in the spiritual realm, not the natural realm. We have some natural crisis that we're involved in right now, but trust me, they're not natural in orientation or origin. They're spiritual. And we've got to deal with spiritual issues from a place of spiritual authority. And I believe right now God is awakening, as we sing, the bones are waking up. We are waking up to the fact of actually why we're actually here. And we're not here just to get saved and go to heaven. We're actually here on the earth to be transformational agents and to see culture shift and change and to see the kingdom of God prevail because you've been given the keys of authority as God's agents. Now it's time to wake up and use them in the name of Jesus. Amen? So touch somebody say, let's use our authority in Jesus. Or don't touch them. Say to them. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm accustomed to saying touch. I'm saying to you, we are the remedy. We are the remedy for the crisis in our country. We are. The ecclesia is the remedy. And what we do right now matters. We've got to break out of the mentality that's about me and my four no more. We've got to move from a salvation gospel that's personal, only me and about my salvation, and more of the understanding of the global cosmic salvation God's wanting to bring, where it says there's going to come a day where nations will come and bow their knee to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the kingdoms of this world will have become the kingdoms of our God. 
we got to get a global mindset, a global vision, and we got to get to the place where we realize and understand that we can change culture and society. Somebody mentioned this to me this week. We just got through Pentecost. That Pentecost was not about receiving the Holy Spirit. They actually already had the Holy Spirit. In John 20 or 21, I believe it is, it says, Jesus breathed into the disciples and they received the Holy Spirit before Pentecost. At Pentecost, it was not about receiving the Holy Spirit. It was about being empowered by the Holy Spirit. And we see there that what happened, they got tongues. Why were tongues important? God started using their speech. And it says they begin to speak the word of God with boldness. Won't you look at your neighbor and tell them, it's time for me and you to begin to speak. Tell them, it's time for me and you to begin to speak. Touch your other, I mean, say something to your other neighbor. Say, this is an interactive service. That's why I am keep looking at you. Come on. I know we're spread out, but look at somebody tell them it's time to speak. I don't believe you. Tell them somebody like you mean it's time to speak. I thought 9 o'clock would be sleepy crowd. What y'all doing? Come on. Time to speak. Bob Jones had a prophecy in 2010 that said a perfect storm is coming to America. And by 2020, it would be a governmental, economic, virus, medical, spiritual, nation against nation would come to the United States of America. I believe we're in the perfect storm. And he said the remedy to this storm would be Psalm 107 verse 2. Psalm 107 verse 2 says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Who has been redeemed by the hand of the enemy? Anybody here been redeemed from the hand of the enemy? Well, the Bible Bible says, then let the redeemed of the Lord say so. In this year, 5780, the year of pay, I think I've got a, a slide I can show you. That word pay means mouth which is the year to speak. It means mouth, speech, spoken word, or testimony. Isn't it interesting that this is the year, 2020, where God preordained that the year, Hebraic year, would be the year of the mouth and the year to speak. And it's in this season, somehow, we found ourselves having to wear a mask. Now, you tell me that's not a ploy of the enemy to try to get us to the place where what God said we would be used is actually being covered up. But I'm about to prophesy to you to say, in the days ahead, these masks are coming off and our mouths are going to be revealed and they're going to be loosed. And we're going to begin to say and speak and redeem some things. And God's going to use our mouths in this season to speak his word. And his word will prevail. Number one, we're going to speak to storms. Mark 4, 39, then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, spoke to it, said, peace be still, Jesus, and there was a great calm. You remember the story, his disciples, he said, we're going to the other side, a storm rises up, Jesus is asleep in the ship, they wake him up, he was a bit frustrated, he said, why didn't you do something about it, and he stood up and he spoke, peace be still. I believe in this season, God's going to use us to speak to things. We had a conference a decade ago, and there was a pastor from Uganda named Samuel. He was here, who powerful man who talked about all the miracles God was doing in Uganda. We were very inspired. We went to lunch. We came back. Once we got back from lunch, I had a few of my staff there with us, and we were greeting him to say goodbye as he drove to Birmingham, and all of a sudden, a tornado came down right here in Coldwater. We saw it on the computer. It was right on top of us. 
They came out and grabbed us and said, you got to get out of the van. you got to get inside. A tornado's on top of us. He looked right at me. He said, Brother Kent, why don't you speak to it? I thought, Brother Samuel, why don't you speak to it? I never talked to a tornado before. I didn't know what to do, kind of, you know, embarrassed and in one way and not want no one to do. So I just kind of pointed my finger up and said, well, I felt put on the spot, actually, you know, a bit aggravated. I mean, then, I mean, maybe you could have told me privately to speak to it, but it, in front of everybody. So I just stood up and in a kind of meek-mannered way just said, I speak to you. I never spoke to a tornado. Anybody ever spoke to a tornado? I know the Admiral has. You. Speak to the tornado. I said, go back up. Do no damage. Bring some rain if we need it. But other than that, stay up in the heavens. I thought, well, he put me on the spot. I'll turn and put him on the spot. And I said, won't you get in the van and drive into it? If you got enough faith for me to speak about it and you think it's going to work, let me see what kind of faith you He didn't miss a beat, hugged my neck, jumped right in the van and drove straight toward a tornado. Before God, it went right back up in the heavens and we never saw it again because you can speak to storms. Two, we're going to speak to mountains. Some of us have been telling God how big our problems are and we need to be telling our problems how big our God is. Mark eleven twenty three says, I send you whoever says to a mountain, be moved and cast in the sea and does whatever and believes, does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things that he says will be done. He'll have whatever he says. We need to begin to believe that we have the power for the keys to the kingdom to prevail by speaking to some things in our life and seeing them move. You've heard the story, but this is the year to testify. I testify to you. When we first started, we had a one small building. We had a 50-foot mountain and uh, no money, and we were just trying to get started as a church, but we needed, needed parking to be available. And so Bev and I took the Bible, and we went and stood and, and, and spoke to the mountain and, and read this scripture. The Word of God says if we speak to a mountain, it'll move. And I'll tell you, it felt pretty foolish out there with nobody around me but Bev and Caleb. He was there. He was just small at the time. With my Bible open to Mark 11, 20 horse, talking to a mountain. And I just said, mountain, you got to go. Now, aren't you glad it says, if you don't doubt in your heart? Because every time I've done something like this, I do doubt in my mind. Because while I'm saying it, my mind's saying, what are you doing? While I'm speaking to a mountain, my mind's saying, who do you think you are that you think you're going to move a mountain? I mean, that's happening up here. But I'm not thinking about up here because I got it down here. What you got to do is if you get it down here, then you may have some warfare up here. But down here's the faith space. And this is where you know you're being obedient to what God's told you to do. And so we spoke to this mountain for probably a couple of weeks every day. And nothing happened till that Sunday night. We had a Sunday night service, and a man came up to me, and he's, I'd never met him before in my life, and he says, uh, preacher, he called me, he said, preacher, you need a parking lot. I said, yes, I do, but there's a mountain. He said, I, I move mountains. I said, excuse me? He said, that's what I do for a living. I move mountains. I said, uh, wow. He said, I'll be here Monday morning to move that mountain. I said, sir, I don't have any money. He said, I didn't ask you for money. I, Jesus just told me to move that mountain. He showed up that week with eight bulldozers and stayed 12 weeks and moved a 50-foot mountain and caused it to become a plane. You can't tell me God can't move a mountain when you want to move a mountain in your life. And so I'm persuaded many of us have struggled with things in the past season that Jesus is just waiting for me and you to speak to it. And just tell it, get out of the way because I'm moving on into a place of purpose and destiny in this season. We've all had assaults from the enemy, but it's time we begin to use our mouth and begin to call those things that are not as though they should be. Lastly, 
this one really got on me this week. You can speak to yourself. Speak to storms, yes, I've heard of that, done it. Speak to mountains, but speak to yourself. Look at Ephesians chapter 5. Don't be drunk with wine words in excess, but be filled with the Spirit speaking to yourselves. Isn't that interesting? Talking to yourselves. Most people think when you're talking to yourselves, you kind of got something screwed loose, right? Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord. Let me tell you guys something. I, I, I need to do a better job of preparing you. You're part of an apostolic work. And I've not done a good enough job preparing you for what that means. What does that mean? That means you're in a war. So when you decided to get involved with us, I should have prepared you. You weren't just coming to a church to get blessed. You actually were signing up to be part of the army, and you've been getting shot at. And I probably should have told you you're going to get shot at and maybe a grenade thrown at you and probably a principality sit down on your house and probably a few demons manifest. And I'm sorry I forgot to tell you that, but it's too late. You're already here. So I just need to go ahead and acknowledge the fact we're not, by the way, there is no neutral territory in the spirit. So don't think just because you're not here, you're not there, you're okay. There is no neutral territory. You're either in light or you're in darkness. You're either with God or you're with Satan. There's only two categories. You're either in or you're out. You can't be in between. That's why Elijah said, how long will you halt between two opinions? If God be God, you got to get with God. If Baal be God, you got to get with Baal because there's no in between. But the good news is, and in the midst of this, when you do get attacked by the enemy or the, uh, the, the devil does come after you, you got the ability to speak to yourself and cause yourself to be energized by the Holy Spirit and go on through. David at Ziglag says he came, found all of his stuff gone, his wife stolen, his kids stolen, and nobody to encourage him. And so what happened, it says he encouraged himself. I don't know about you, but normally when I need encouragement, there's nobody near. That's why I need encouragement. If somebody was there with me, I wouldn't need encouragement. So I've had to learn to speak to myself. Bev's actually better at it than me. Most every other morning I will say, I hear these words while she's in front of the mirror putting her makeup on. She says something like this. Hey, Bev, you're an all-star. Get your game on. You can play. So she goes in there tired, achy at our age. We ache a little bit. Little achy, little tired. What does she do? She puts that makeup on. She looks at that mirror and she says, Hey, Beth, you're an all-star. You can play. Come on. And start speaking to herself about the day. Let me tell you, your day can set your tone or you can set the tone for the day. That's up to you. Speaking to yourselves in Psalms, and this is what God's apostolic people look like. We are people of strong encouragement. Why? Because we know how to encourage ourselves in the Lord. I got up, you know, I had shoulder surgery and kind of went through that, so I was kind of walking through that. And you know how the enemy is? He just sometimes just get on your ear and start talking to you about yourself. You know, look at you, old broke shoulder. You know, you got everybody healed and you got old broke shoulder. You know, I called a buddy of mine to get encouraged because I thought he had, when I was going to have my surgery, I called a buddy of mine thinking he had surgery because I knew he had a bad shoulder and it got fixed. And then I was going to, you know, be encouraged that my shoulder was going to work out through surgery. And I said, man, you had a bad shoulder. He said, man, it was so bad. I couldn't even get it up to turn the radio on. I had to get one hand to lift it up. 
I said, well, how's surgery go? He said, man, I didn't get surgery. I got healed in your church. I said, what do you mean? He said, oh, Benny Hinn was there. Had a word of knowledge. He said, somebody's shoulder's getting healed. He said, bam, my shoulder got healed. I'm like, God's where you're justice. I served Benny Hinn for 10 years. I ain't got no healing in my shoulder. Oh, devil comes on and says, the reason you didn't get healed is this, this, this. Y'all know how he works, right? You get all discouraged. So next, I was out trying to pray, trying to encourage myself, you know, and just feeling kind of down. And all of a sudden, out of my spirit, just right out of my spirit, I knew it had to be God because the song's 150 years old. Just right out of my spirit came, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. Out of nowhere. I was like, who is that? But I felt God. So I said, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, get thee behind. Victory today is mine. And then all of a sudden, I got all barrel chested on it. Like, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Victory. By the time I was about five minutes, I'm like, victory is mine. Victory is mine. Oh, shoulder. Victory today is mine. I told Satan, you better get thee behind and kiss my behind. Victory today is mine. Just spoke right to myself. All in the driveway by myself, just speaking to myself. With psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. This is the season to use our mouth to change the spiritual climates of our atmosphere. I was so inspired, and I'll end with this, by what happened in our nation. I, I didn't put the pieces together to begin with to hold, heard the whole story. But the only time I really felt the anointing watching the news was when the sheriff in Flint, Michigan, took off his mask, helmet, laid down his baton, and said to the protesters, look, I'm not here to do anything other than what do you need me to do? I'm asking you, what can I do to help this situation? And I felt the anointing. I'll show you the video here in just, just a minute. What I didn't know was that James Nesbitt, y'all know James? James Nesbitt, the prophetic artist, that lives in Florence, Alabama, who's been coming to some of our All in Alabama meetings. We tried to get him to throw in with us. He's a great worshiper and a prophetic guy. He said, I would love to go with y'all to some more of the All in Alabama. He said, but this was three weeks ago. He said, I got to go to Flint, Michigan. They said, why you got to go to Flint, Michigan? He said, Holy Spirit said, go to Flint, Michigan. Something's about to explode and I need to be there. So before Pentecost, he gathered a black pastor and a white pastor, and they prayed every day in their church and sang and worshiped and made declarations over Flint, Michigan without knowing what was coming. And out of James, you can see this on YouTube, and James said what happened through their prayer and decree, love started walking through the streets of Flint, Michigan. As of today, Flint, Michigan is one of the only cities in the north who still has had no violence within the protest. Now, and, and, and check out, this is the video from the sheriff. So now they've, you see the picture, they've prayed, they've decreed, they've spoken peace and love into the territory. Now, all of a sudden, here comes the enemy, 
ready to rise up in Flint, Michigan, conflict, and here's what happens. The only reason we're here is to make sure that you got a voice. That's it. There we go. Don't think for a second. Don't think for a second that he represents who these cops are from all over the county and around this nation. We go out there to help people, not do that nonsense. There we go. Where's, where's my man? Right there. Where's the where's the gentleman? Oh, I think he took off. Yeah, my man. Patrick Hawkins is here. I'm just going to tell you. We want to be with y'all for real. So I took my helmet off and laid the batons down. I want to make this a parade, not a protest. You got little ones here. You got dogs. So what's up? So listen, I'm just telling you. These cops love you. That cop over there hugs people. So you tell us what you need to do. peaceful protests so I don't believe that's natural you can put that at no what happened somebody created that atmosphere before that conflict ever arose and if we could ever begin to believe and understand who we actually are and why we're here on the earth we're going to begin to shift some things that we've never shifted before but we got to get the revelation from Matthew 16 this is my ecclesia that I will build and the gates of hell will not prevail against it this is time for you and I to step in and engage and I challenge you even today when you leave this service and go home stand up in your own home and instead of praying about things just start speaking to things just start calling things in your home to be as God has ordered them to be. When you go to work tomorrow, if you're able to go to work in these days, begin to speak into your area of influence the, the blessings of God and the peace of God and see your sphere of influence come under the jurisdiction of the kingdom of God. Because every time you release blessings, what happens? Righteousness, peace, and joy invade that atmosphere. And ultimately, we're going to change not only our home, our sphere of influence, but the city of Anniston, the city of Oxford, the cities in, the, in our counties, the state of Alabama, and the nation of America is shifting now to the third great awakening. It's time for you and I to stand up and speak and decree it to be so in the name of Jesus. Amen? Come on, stand up with me today, will you? Thank you, Holy Ghost. Thank you, Holy Ghost. pray for us today to, for God to give us this power to speak with boldness but before I do I really felt this by the Holy Spirit so let's just pause here a couple of minutes I started to do this during worship but I just didn't feel the timing was right but whether you're online watching today or you're here on campus with us and I understand we're still social distancing so 
You know, a lot still online, but I do believe this is important right now. The scripture says, with the heart, one believes into righteousness, but with the mouth, confession is made to salvation. Isn't it interesting, the very way we come to Jesus is with our mouth saying out loud, Lord, I believe. And I felt like that the Holy Spirit was so present here today. And there were people, even in our congregation today, who've never accepted Christ. Or you have, but you were like the song, you've just, over time, drawn so far away that God need to bring you back. So before we do anything else today, this is important to us. You're here and you say, Kent Maddox, I have never accepted Jesus Christ as my Savior. Or I have, but, but I'm way away from God. And before I leave today, I want to confess Christ. I need righteousness, peace, and joy in my own personal life. If that's you right now, would you just slip a hand up high and wave it at me? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. In the balcony. Thank you. Over to the left. Thank you. Just keep your hand up high, will you, just for a minute. I know we're social distancing. These guys, all three of these guys right here. I know we're social distancing, and we can, we can do this with social distancing in place. Would you, if you've raised your hand, would you just slip out of your seat and walk down here with me? Let me pray with you. Would you mind doing that? Would you please come? Just come. Just come. Just come. Just come. From the side, from the back, from the balcony. Just come. Can I shake your hand? Bless you, my friend. Praise God. Can I shake your hand? Can I shake your hand? We've got sanitizer out there. I'm pretty clean anyway. Bless you, my friend. God bless you. God bless you, girl. God bless you. God bless you, sir. God bless you. Bless your heart. Bless you, ma'am. God bless you. Come on, if you're coming, that's right. Give my hand as they're coming this morning. Glory. Glory. Bless you. Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> Bless you. What's your name? Vandrell. Where are you from? Aniston. Man, bless you. Praise God. Is there anybody else coming? I'll wait on you if you're coming. Okay, I'll wait on you. Come on, I'll wait on you. Come on, come quick. Praise God. 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 Bless you. Hey, great. Praise God. Bless you, girl. Bless you. Thank you, Jesus. We're going to social distance. We're going to social distance the devil. That's what we're about to social distance. We're going to get him off, get him away from you. If you believe in your heart, confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. Scripture says, you shall be saved. And you may have confessed before and just need to reconfess. That, that may be what's going on in your life or maybe for the very first time. 
But either way, I know Holy Spirit instructed us and is drawing you here this morning. And God is about to do something very significant in your life. Now, for those of us that's been arrested, we know what it's like to lift our hands, right? And so it's like surrender, right? So if would you just join me and lift your hands if you can, just as an act of surrender. And we all want to pray this prayer with you out loud. Can we do that? Just say out loud with me. Say, Lord Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. You came to earth. You died on a cross. And you rose from the dead that I might be saved. So today, I give you my past, my present, and my future. I put it into your hands. I can't do it. I tried it. It doesn't work. Only way it's gonna happen is if you do it for me and in me. And so now, I receive your Holy Spirit to empower me to live with you on this earth and have eternal life in the world to come. Today, I am forgiven, I am blessed, I am saved, I am a new person. Old things are gone and new things are here. In Jesus' name, I am a child of God now. Amen. Can somebody give God a hand of praise for us? Woo! This has been a presentation of Word Alive International Outreach, 122 Allendale Road, Oxford, Alabama. Reach us by phone at 256-831-5280 or at our website, wordalive.org. This has been a production of Word Alive Creative Arts.